Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. From uh, from Glory Hole Studios, COVID nineteen studios in Chicago, <laughs> Rutro Shaggy. This is cognitive dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political, and there is no welcome at this episode. 548 of Cognitive Dissonance. And it's our pre-Civil War episode, yeah. Tom. So we well, let's just start this off on a, on a good note, because I think there's some things to celebrate tonight, right? This is going to come out on Monday. Yeah, come out on Monday. So this is the, it's, this is the eve of the apocalypse show. Yeah, it's coming the out apocalypse. the day before. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty great. I, I, I will say um, we have not uh, had our Civil War yet, yet, so that's exciting. Yet. I am... I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped about that. Not we got another. We almost have another week, Cecil. Yeah. It's Thursday. I get a whole weekend. Of, I get a whole weekend. Yes, yeah, I get it's a whole nice weekend. not to have a. It's nice. I get to put it off until War. until Wednesday. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I I turned the. It was funny. Haley and I were watching the news the other night. We don't watch the news. I don't. Do you watch television news at all? Yeah, we watch the news. We watch CNN, MSNBC. Yeah, I never watch television news. So I I, I get all my news. I read all my news. I never watch. I mean, I've, I don't think I've watched television news in, in years and years. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, we turned it on. And it was like, it was the most depressing show I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah, like, bad. I've, I could jerk off to Black Mirror before I could watch the news again. <laughs> it was incredible. It was like, it was like COVID cases are surging like crazy. You got, you got that. You got the fucking crazy election coverage. And you've got fucking wildfires in Irvine, California. They're like, like evacuate 60,000 people. And then they're like, oh yeah. And then, you know, there's a, all the methane in the Arctic is starting Releasing. to bubble up yeah, and nice. like release. And like nice. every story, every story was the worst story you should hear this year. And they were just in succession. Yeah, there's one, one right after the right other. After yeah. The other. Yeah. yeah. And like, I'm not even kidding. The news anchor was like, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, man. Yeah. I do want to say tomorrow is, uh, yeah. tomorrow, this releases on Monday. Patrons will get it beforehand, but this will release on Monday. Uh, tomorrow's voting day. Have a plan to vote if you haven't already. Uh, yes. You, you're, you're more likely to vote if you have a plan. Uh, my plan would include, if I were to vote on voting day, would include creating a, a cheat sheet to take into me with the ballot. Uh, and, and actually, to be honest, if this is Monday, you might be able to get out there today and vote. A lot of places yep. are open early voting and you might be able to get in uh, out today. Uh, but if you are planning on voting, if you make a plan, you're more likely to do it. And so 
A couple of things that help, bring a buddy if you can. Uh, it's always nice to have somebody there with you, especially if one of you has to leave to go to the bathroom on a line. You can at least stay in line together. Uh, make sure your phone's charged. Make sure you bring a charger. Make sure you bring snacks. Make sure you bring water. A uh, book to read, whatever it is that's going to keep you occupied. I mean, I, I'm suspecting that the lines are going to be very long no matter where you are. And so you want to make sure you have a plan to go and, uh, and go out and vote. If you haven't done it yet and you're listening to this, Every single person's vote counts in this. It's very important that you go out and vote. And, and your local elections are really important. So even if you don't care about the presidential election, I don't know how you can't, but if you don't, uh, there's plenty of local elections that need that need your input as well. So go out and vote. Make sure you go out and, uh, and exercise your right. This may be your last opportunity. So yeah, <laughs> this might be your last it. turn to yeah. vote might ever. Be your, might be your last chance. So I don't want to be- I'll a, say this, super Cecil, alarmist. I voted, scared I voted bit, this so. week. Yeah. And like in the suburbs, it was a six minute process. Like wow. I parked my car six minutes wow. later, I was back in my car. You, you, you are a different animal though. I guarantee. Cause I've seen people waiting hour and a half, two yeah. hours on my Facebook feed all over. And so that's but, a, that but your point is well taken. If you have a plan, yeah, you know, you, you got, you got to make a plan. If you have an opportunity to vote early, that's, I mean, obviously that's what I did. Your vote early facilities, like the yeah, other swamped at the, at the bookends of the day. But if you have an opportunity to go on your lunch break, a lot of those places are nowhere near as busy, you know, from 11 to three. Yeah. They're a fucking nightmare from four to seven. They're yeah. a nightmare from eight to 10. Yeah. But the middle of the day. So if that's an option for you and you could pop off, you know, grab a, grab your lunch break and go vote. That might save you some time, might be yeah. a good opportunity yeah. to, for you to do. It's uh, it's important. It's really important. Yeah. The other thing I learned is you, um, depending on the state that you're in, don't take a picture of your ballot. In some states, that's perfectly fine and perfectly legal to take a picture of your ballot and post it on your social media. In some states, such as Illinois, that's a felony. So if you take a picture of your ballot yeah. and you post it on your social media, you could find yourself in a little bit of trouble. It's something I just, I actually took a picture of my ballot and was going to post it to encourage people to vote. And then I Googled whether or not that was yeah, allowed. It's not in Illinois. Super, it's not, it's in not Illinois. allowed. Yeah. In some states, they've passed laws specifically allowing it to be posted to social media to encourage people to vote. Illinois is not one of them. Yeah, they should. So, they should. They should allow it. I don't know what the big deal is, but in any case, they don't allow it. So it, it's something yeah. I want to pay attention to. You know, it's it's interesting because it's from anti-bullying laws. So the law actually goes back to where like people would get bullied outside of polling places. And then they'd, you know, like, hey, I'm going to kick your ass if you don't vote for Tom. And then they would show their ballot to the next guy and be like, look, I voted for the guy so you don't have to kick the shit out of me, you know? Yeah. So they made it illegal to show your vote to people. Ah, I see. I see. In yeah. order to prevent people Makes from yeah. extorting the vote, yeah. right? From and So anti-bullying yeah. around yeah. vote bullying. Yeah. So, but that doesn't really apply in the social media world. And, and many states have now changed their laws to allow it specifically to be posted. I'm just letting people know to double check that yeah, before you find yourself in trouble. Yeah. So, cause I have a real nice picture <laughs> that I can't show um, that I was going to use to encourage people to vote. But yeah, it's important. 77,000 votes is what decided the election last time. And I will say, I want to ask you this. This is something I'm actually curious about. Uh, yeah. Right now, I want to say, I saw the figure today was 80, 80 million people uh, have requested some kind of early voting or ballots and there was, they were, I want to say it was up to in the 70s, 75 million people have already voted. Incredible. Um, and it's, it's right now, I want to say it was a 60 plus percent of what was done in the last election. So over 60% of people that voted in last election, if we were to compare them, have, have already, already voted. voted. Yeah. 
I got to ask, do you think that we are going to see a record turnout this time? Or do you think that the reason why this is happening is because COVID is making people replan their way in which they vote in order to avoid more people and to try to avoid rooms and things like that and, and other people with possibly with COVID? I think we're going to see record turnout. You think I think we're going to see, see, I do. I think we're going to see unprecedented turnout. And the reason I think that is if I, if you look at, so that, that number, that nationwide number you just talked about, I think is really important. But when I, I saw a similar article that broke that down by state and in some states like Texas, the number is vastly, vastly higher. And that's yeah. a state where there's plenty of people that don't believe COVID is something to worry about. There's plenty of people that are still going to go vote in person. There are people like me who I feel uncomfortable with the mail-in ballot still. Like there's, so there's people that are still not comfortable with that sure. process. Cause I'm, you know, so I think we are going to see, and in, in Texas it's higher. It's like 80% of 2016's vote has already turned out in Texas. So I think we're going to see a massive unprecedented turnout. I think we're going to see the most turnout of our lifetime and, and maybe in recent American history in this vote, in this, in this election. I don't, I don't remember ever. I'm talking to people all the time that have never voted yeah. that are voting yeah. all the time that have never, I mean, people my age, Cecil, like we're not talking like young people who are like, Oh, just get like people that are in their forties that are like, have never been political. My dad my dad, I have never talked to my dad about religion, politics, or money in my life. I know who my dad's voting for. My dad is excited to vote. Wow. But he's old. He's going to go on voting day. I, I wish he wouldn't. I wish he would have fucking early voted. He's a million yeah. and he should not be doing this. But like, I, my dad and I have talked about politics for the first time in 42 years. We've wow. talked about it a lot. This I is, was, this is, I think, the most hotly contested election of our lifetimes. I was in... Uh, Marquette, Michigan on vacation this last weekend. I went up there. Uh, I went to Mackinac Island and Marquette, Michigan to go walk uh, pictured rock up in the upper peninsula of Michigan. And uh, I was staying in downtown Marquette. And as I was going home uh, to my hotel, I saw a Trump parade. Ew. Yeah. Like That's maybe gross. 15 cars. A little? 15 cars yeah. all had their... their flags hanging out the window. <laughs> they're honking and they were playing the literal worst song I've ever heard, which was essentially, it was gonna go get Trump and Trump and go, go Trump, Trump, go, 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 Trump. And I just, I, I don't know what it said. I couldn't tell you what it said. That's what I heard. So I think I recreated it for you well, but I think that's what it sounded like. Um, Ian, Ian, yeah. I need you to clip that and set that to music, buddy. That needs to be a thing for me. Just even if it's for my own private use, it was, I need that, Ian. It was genuinely, as soon as I heard it, it's it's the it's the moment in those movies when Jim Carrey looks like he's going to throw up. It's that moment where you could just see his whole body like a cat starts. Yeah, just starts. I started doing that. And then I got to the end and the people were waving at me. And I just looked at him and I mouthed, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept driving. But yeah, so there was a Trump parade up there. But I was actually heartened by the number of Biden signs I saw. I I, I thought for sure I was going to be driving up into an area that was uh, more Trump-Pence because it was more rural. Yeah. But uh, everywhere near the larger cities was 100%, almost 100% Biden. Biden. And then 
even out in this in the rural sticks, I was driving and seeing giant Biden signs. So they and there was a a, a a concentrated push for Biden ads up there. I saw a lot. There was also some really Trump's ads are so bad and so awful. <laughs> They're the worst. He's just he he has a guy come on and say. President, uh, Vice President Biden wants to steal all your health care, stab your babies in the face, and kick your kitten. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> They're the worst. And I just, I couldn't believe it. And uh, and the ones for Biden, I thought were actually pretty good. Uh, they never really felt attacky. They just felt, they felt like some, like, like you were going to get a leader. Like you were going to get somebody who could right. actually be an adult in the room. I, I saw Trump today. And one of his rallies talking about how, oh, you got to wear the mask all the time. You got to eat through the mask. You got to drink through the mask. He keeps on, even though he keeps saying he's not against masks, he's clearly mocking them at all of his rallies. Yeah, I know. And and well, so I'm, even when they call him on it and say, hey, you're, you're mocked. Why are you doing this? He says, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not. Yeah, you literally can't. There's nothing you could say to this guy to get him to not lie to you. No, no, no. And like at his at his latest rally, first of all, we have a president. The president of the United States is at this point resorting to dishwasher technology to yeah. try to sell the American that's people. That's his big, that's like, the big thing he did. Yeah. That, that, that's what he accomplished this last week in the middle of your coronavirus pandemic, guys. Yeah. The reason, like, imagine how fucking shitty your fucking life is right now because of the goddamn COVID pandemic. We can't get a stimulus bill done. We can't get, like... Any fucking national mandate on masks. We can't get a cohesive fucking foreign policy or or domestic we policy can get a around this thing. Handmaid in the Supreme Court, though, so that's right. A we got a handmaid in the Supreme Court. That's done. Fucking yeah. woo wee to that. And like now, dishwashers can use more water. We rolled back the regulations, Man. which Thank which God. reduced the amount of water Thank dishwashers God. could use from ten gallons Oof. to five. Oof. Now they can use more water. Oof. So you don't Man. have to run your dishwasher, as he says. 10 times. Yeah. Tom, he's never <laughs> won a times. dishwasher in his life. He's he fired he, a dishwasher, but he's never <laughs> run a dishwasher. He's run over a yeah, dishwasher. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that but, guy would break it. He just eats off plates yeah. and shatters them on the ground. <laughs> I know, right? He lights a, He eats in a house and then he lights it on fire and walks out. <laughs> At least that's how he handles his finances. That's what we see right. from his finances. He well, that's why he's a billion yeah, dollars in debt. Billion dollars in debt. Did you see the 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 sixty minutes interview that that came out where they interviewed all? I did all not them? see it. Yeah. I, I read about. It. I know. I know. Like he got uh, Kaylee to come out and hand him yeah. hand the uh, Leslie Stahl his <laughs> his plan, and it's just his healthcare plan. His healthcare plan is just full of a bunch of disjointed executive yeah, orders and like didn't Smarties wrappers oh, or whatever. So funny. Yeah. yeah inside, inside is a, is a toll ticket for an Illinois tollway. Unbelievable. It's, it's like a, so it would be amazing. amazing if it was yeah. a scrapbook, if you opened oh, it. It'd be great if you open it up and there's a pop-up and it just said your healthcare. Like the next is a syringe and like a patient looking sick. Or it's cut out in the center and he opens it up and inside is a pistol and you just shoot yourself in the face with it. That's what, that's what my healthcare plan is. Uh, we'll put you out of your misery quickly. I watched the whole thing and I have to say, I feel like I know a lot of people look to some of these reporters and say, wow, they're really asking hardball questions, but it didn't feel 
Like she asked a lot of hardball questions. It felt like a bunch of softballs that she never really followed up on. And then he still stormed out, man. Like, like it's not even, she's not even asking him hard questions. They're real easy questions. And they are, Tom, some of these are legit softball questions. And he, he seriously gets, he's so hung up on the fact that she said, are you ready for some tough questions that he can't get it out of his head and he ruminates over it. And then he just keeps on staring at and he's getting poutier and poutier as the thing goes on. He's getting that, he's getting that, that crumpled grumpy face where he crosses his arms and he gets all, he looks like a little gnome. And then he, he basically got super mad at her because he, she literally quoted him and he could not take it. He couldn't take the quote because he quoted her saying, uh, please like me to the, to the, yeah. Uh, to the Michigan, to the, sub, Mich- uh, women. To the women, yeah. to the women, the yeah. suburban women. Yeah. And he, he, hate he, he thought she was mocking her and that was the end of the, it was essentially the end of the interview. But I, man, I, I can't believe, and then there's the only person they really ask about race. They have to dance around the, the topic of race. They're, they're constantly dancing around and saying there's so much tension, right? Nobody's able to just be like, hey, dude, you don't seem like you like black people. What's up with that? <laughs> Nobody says that to them. Everybody's always just like, oh, we gotta, I gotta tiptoe up and I've gotta ask this, this question because I don't want to upset this fucking petulant toddler. Nobody ever asks him a hard question and he still gets mad and I don't understand it. How you could look at this guy and think that's my guy. <laughs> Guy, man, what I do don't. You th- I, it's yeah. the, he's a child. How do you look at that guy and think that guy's tough? Yeah, you're not tough if you can't handle a difficult. Like if things are difficult and all you do is bitch about how hard shit is, that's not a tough guy. Oh, it's tough guys just like yeah, that that was hard, but I made it look easy. Yeah. That's a fucking tough guy. A tough guy's like yeah, I fucking went in, did a hard thing, fucking wipe my brow yeah. and had lunch. Yeah, that's a fucking tough guy. This guy isn't a tough guy at all. I think that I think Cecil, to your point, like these reporters, part of the reason that they behave the way that they do is because they know he'll just storm out. Yeah. They know they like if they want to get an hour's worth of footage for their television show or for their, you know, article, they've got to treat him like the petulant, to your point, to their pet like the petulant child that he really is. They've seen so many times situations where in a press conference, a hard question does get asked. And he mocks the reporter and never calls on him again. He set an entire precedent for three and a half years where if you ask a hard question, you get kicked out of the White House press corps. You never get called on. You get mocked. You get called fake. If you have an hour interview, I think the only way to deal with him is to kind of stroke him a little bit, make sure he's good and hard, make sure he's, you know, what the fuck? My problem with that is, is that with the problem with that I, I have with that is that that feels irresponsible to me. And it feels irresponsible because you're giving him airtime that he doesn't deserve. If he can't handle it, then he shouldn't have it. You know, you just yeah. don't give it to him then. And you go, then you spend, because they spent more time with Pence and, and Trump, at least they aired more time, it felt like, with them than they did with the Biden and, and Harris. So give them more time. If they're willing to answer your questions, give them more time. You already had planned to interview them. Give them more time then. You know, and I know that that people will say it's, but if you're going to storm out of the interview, you're the one who left. Everybody was ready to ask you questions. It feels like we keep on 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 catering to him, and what it does is it makes it feel like it makes it feel like what he has to say has weight because he'll say blatantly false things that people won't call him out on. He'll say yeah. things like "We're turning the corner," and nobody looks him in the face and says, "We are not turning a corner." That is a lie. Instead, they say, "Well, how how." how exactly do you think we're turning the corner? He'll say, we are. And then that's the end of the conversation. They never follow up on it. There is, 
I think that there needs to be something done. I don't, I'm not a reporter, so I don't know how, I don't know how to fix it, but I don't know that what they're doing is the best course of action because it feels like you're giving him the best, the best of all the worlds. You're allowing him to, to walk all over you and then he gets to walk out. And, and then when he does, all of his followers think he did the right thing and that he, he showed the media what's up. Alternatively though, I will suggest that you and I aren't the only ones that see it that way. And yeah. his supporters would lick up his fucking cum no it's matter true. where he it's splashes. True. No matter it. what he does, they'll do it. So there's it's a true. certain segment that does not, it doesn't matter what he says. They, if yeah. he says it, it's gold. I think that when he storm, when he looks, when he refuses to answer questions, I think people see it. When he walks out of an interview, I think a lot of people see him as a child. I think a lot of people discount him as a leader when he behaves like that. I think it does him more harm than good. And I will say that the Biden campaign, the way that they're running that campaign suggests the same thing. And what I mean by that is in the last two weeks, Biden and his campaign have scaled back the amount of in-person visits and rallies and, and speeches, and they're giving Trump more opportunity to hang himself. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, what yeah. they're seeing is that after every rally, his numbers go down. Yeah. Every time he has an opportunity, like the last crazy thing that he said to the at the, at the last rally was, uh, he said something like, you know, suburban women, I'm going to get your husbands back to work. You yeah. want your husbands to go back to work. I'll get your husbands to go back to work. He's talking to women like it's 1953. Did you see it's what he did to Martha McSally? Did you see what he did to Martha oh, McSally? Yeah. Get up here quick. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear it. You yeah. got one minute. You Nobody cares. One, and he let other people, uh, the men talk for much longer. And he, the way he treated her was just, and she just sat there and lapped it up too. It's yeah. insane to me that these people let him walk all over him and they're still doing it. I know that we saw a couple of weeks ago, people were fleeing a little bit. They were, they're trying to separate themselves doing the, I was never with Trump bullshit, even though they, they have they been clearly for with years, Trump. right? but they're trying to separate themselves now. But even still, there's so many people that are willing to tie themselves. They're strapping them, themselves to the mast of this Titanic waiting to go yep. down. They don't care. They just don't care. Yeah. The, the, the McSally thing, he literally said to her, like, come on up. Nobody cares what you're going to say. He says, I, I actually want to quote it because it's so unbelievable what he says to her. Um, let me grab it real quick. And this quick is Martha McSally from Arizona. He's at a, a, a rally in Arizona. She is running for re-election and is the sitting senator. So she is, yeah. she is an important person in that race. He had other men talk that were not running and that were, were either not running or were not, uh, or, or were already sort of From winning of their races. They're also others yeah. out of state, but also winning their races, not losing like she is. So here's what he said. Martha, just come up fast, Trump said. Uh, fast, fast, come on, quick. You got one minute, one minute, Martha. They don't want to hear this, Martha. Come on, let's go. Quick, quick, quick. Come on, let's go. That's how he introduced yeah. her. And did you see the buses? That they have, the yeah, Trump buses left. <laughs> they left. They left a bunch of people. And now this is the planner, whoever planned it. it I'm sure the shit rolls all the way up to Hill to Trump. But you uh, know the people, his his campaign who planned this out. They went out to the airfield, and there was it was cold in Omaha. I think that's where it was, Omaha, where it was very cold that night. It was below. It was below freezing. Uh, and so they went out and uh, they had this rally, but then they didn't have enough buses going back and forth, and it was a several mile walk to get back to where the cars were. And several people had to walk. There were people who were hospitalized because of it. They got, they were so cold. They were in a hypothermic. And so, yeah. So there's a, it, it, that also shows you. And, and, and from what I saw, and I'm, I'm willing to be corrected on this from, from what I've saw, I've seen, he hasn't made a comment about that at all. 
to say no, I haven't I'm seen sorry anything either. or to say, hey, I, I'm really no. I'm really sad that my campaign fucked up so bad. There's been nothing. They haven't said a word about it. And that, in my opinion, is a perfect microcosm of how Trump operates, which is I will fuck shit up and then literally not even look backwards. I don't even care what I just did. Yep. Yep. And I'll just use you. Yeah. You're I will a, you're use a you and throw you away. You're a photo op. I, I don't give a, a shit. fuck about you yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Unbelievable. I, yeah. I hope some of those people didn't vote yet. That's my hope. Yeah. I hope they didn't vote I know. yet. And then yeah. they came back and said, you know what? That really kind of sucked. Fuck this guy. That guy was a dick. I don't care about my dishwasher as much as I thought I did. I, I, before, before we shift <laughs> gears, the last, the last piece, Tom, the last piece I want to talk about. We see there's a lot of support uh, in these rallies for Trump, you're seeing thousands of people show up at these places. How do we feel about that in, in particular? It looks, it, it makes it feel like there's a lot more people are for Trump than are for anyone else. But those people could be traveling from great distances to get to that one yeah. concentration yeah. point. Uh, and, and so that, and, no matter what, all those people only have one vote. I mean, you could get right. a whole bunch of people together. They all only have one vote. So how do you feel about the way it's portrayed? Do you think that we have something to worry about when it comes to the polls and things like that? I don't, no. I really genuinely don't. I think um, a lot of people will go to a concert, right? Yeah. Like if you have a, if Tool has a show, they're going to sell out that show. Now, I, I can walk down the street and ask the next hundred people, how many of you guys like Tool? Yeah. And maybe 12 are going to say, I love Tool. Yeah. Right. And and maybe of those 12, six are going to say, and I'd pay to buy a ticket. Yeah. It doesn't mean he won't, they won't sell out a fucking big ass arena show. Yeah. Right. Right. When you've got big numbers, 16,000 people looks like a lot. But if you do that in Chicago, there's, you know, 9 million people in the Chicagoland area. It's yeah. nothing. It's a yeah. drop in the bucket. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the. Um, You'll also travel far, too. That's the other right. thing. You, you hold this thing in in Tulsa, you're going to get people from different states even coming in. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Hardcore fans will go. I I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll again, I'll, I'll liken it to a uh, a concert you really want to go to because there's a cult around it that's that's very similar to like a big rock show, right? I once flew to San Diego to see a concert. Yeah. And it was cool. And I'm glad I did it because it was an experience. And I think these Trump rallies are an experience for some people. I think the Trump phenomenon is an experience that they want to have. And, and, you know, if it was, to be fair, if it was a candidate that I thought was really shaking the world up on my side of the game, I might do the same thing. Yeah. I really might. I don't think the numbers really represent anything. It's kind of the internet forum problem, yeah. right? So I go online and I'm a crazy whack out incel and I can find 10,000 other incels. And I think that's a really popular opinion, but it's not yeah. because- it's 10,000 divided by 7 billion. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. So, yes, is there a representation issue? Yeah, every one person in that stadium is representative of a certain number of people out in the culture. Of course there is. What that value is, I don't know. But it's a gimmick. Yeah. And and it really feels like a big rock show to me. Yeah. You know? And it, it kind of suffered. Like, you know, if Elton John went to play a show, he'd sell out a show wherever he goes to play. But it doesn't mean that 51% of people want to go see the fucking Elton John show. Sure. Maybe that was the wrong example. He literally might be the one person, 51% yeah. of mean, people might go see a show. There's a lot of people who want to go see him. I'm yeah. using literally the yeah. wrong example, yeah. but yeah. you know, it, it, the point still stands that there are, there are a lot of people that can sell at a big venue. Yeah. It's not that big a deal actually. Yeah. 
What well, do you I, think? I, 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 uh, it's, it's crazy to me because the representation is there's Trump parades, there's Trump boat tours, there's Trump this, Trump that. But I think that these are just, I think th- it feels like these are anomalies. It does not feel like these are people, they're, they're the ones also getting press for this, right? So you get, I get a chance to see a Trump parade because someone took video of it because they took video of it and they posted it on the internet because there was a conflict of some kind there. And so they took video of it and so that's why I saw it. I saw it because someone had posted it, but I would have no idea that it even happened in whatever county of whatever state because right. I would have no idea if I, if I didn't see it on the internet. I would have no idea that that Trump boat thing happened if one of them didn't sink. They might have said it somewhere. I might have seen it, but, you know, maybe not. And so the 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 publicity of it is also another thing that that makes it feel like you know it it's bigger than it actually is which it might not be like i said i saw a trump parade in in marquette this last weekend but there was only 10 or, 10 or 15 cars you know it wasn't a big parade right. it was it was over relatively quickly i saw i didn't th- it wasn't yeah. running around the block it was you know 10 or 15 cars maybe and then they just turned around and they did their thing it wasn't huge and so uh, so Short in length, a little yeah, disappointing, and over very, before you know yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> grab me by the pussy on its way out. So, but yeah, so it's it's not a. It wasn't something that I thought was was that was that uh, earth shattering. But I I, and I also am very heartened by the numbers because the numbers feel a lot better than they did with Hillary. You know, the numbers yeah. are larger. They're larger margins in places where they 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 had an, an error bar last time where they weren't within the margin of error. And she lost a bunch of things that weren't in the margin of error. And now she's now she's not running and they're well out of the margin of error. And these are, these are you know, polls, polls that are very legit. In fact, some of the highest rated polls are, have Biden leading in some states by as much as 17 points. And these are, yeah. these were battleground states last time. So it's, it's, a, it's a big difference. I also think with the Trump parade thing, Cecil, I think that there's a, First of all, the, the whole Trump rally, Trump parade, that's a that's a feature that's brand new that's specific to Trump, right? He wants to get that turnout. Yeah. Nobody else has asked their supporters to do that. Yeah. You also, I mean, just, just imagine this conversation on a Facebook group. Hey, do you guys all want to get together in COVID-19 world? Y'all want to get together and do a Trump parade? Ask a bunch of right-wingers, ask a bunch of left people. Yeah. Right-wingers are more likely to just, they're just more likely to get together right now. Yeah. You know? So it's one, you've got this phenomenon of the rally, this ongoing, continuous political campaigning that's a feature of Donald Trump that's never been a feature of any other candidate in modern history, right? Most candidates have never held rallies like this. They'll hold hold some pre-election events. They didn't hold rallies throughout the entirety of their- Yeah, he did it uh, the entire time. he, He did it the whole time, right? So- I think that this is a unique feature of him and his base, but I don't feel like it represents a lack of that feature on the other side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The yeah. other side is like, yeah, I fucking stay home and vote. What are you fucking crazy? Yeah. I'm not going outside yeah. in a big group of dipshits to drink my fucking Keystone light and yeah. fucking sound my truck horn. The fuck out of here. Every yeah. one of these rallies turns into spreader events. Yeah, I know. They're, 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 they're tracking them from all across the country and you're seeing yeah, it they, constantly. Every single one turns into a yeah. problem, like a problematic issue. The like North Carolina, 
one that just happened. They're, they they just got the numbers back on that. That turned into a spreader event. Yeah, it's, they're going to all be spreaders. It's like, of course yeah. they did. Yeah, of course they because nobody wants to wear masks and everybody's up really close to each other. Even if it is outside, it doesn't matter. If you're not social distancing and you're not wearing a mask, outside doesn't mean anything. Right. It, it, and it's, it's, if you look at like, if, if you've got 11,000 people gathered together in one place and you only need, you know, 1% of those people that have COVID, you have 110 people yeah. that have COVID. And it, even if, even if 10% of those people are super spreaders, you've got 11 or 12 people that are super spreaders dispersed through a crowd yeah. of 11,000 people yeah. all yelling together. Yeah. And that's and those spreader events probably only come about because people feel the symptoms. Imagine how many asymptomatic people never even got tested for that. So right. now you you have a, a chance that you're spreading it even farther because they're asymptomatic. It's just a, yep. it's a fucking disaster. It's a goofy fucking yeah. thing to do. I want to say too, if you're interested, I know this is coming out Monday. Uh, after you vote tomorrow, or if you early vote today, or if you've already voted, come check us out. We're going to be going live. Uh, we're hoping it's going to be around 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, we're going to try to go live, might be 7.30, uh, but we're going to be going live. Uh, we're going to have guests on. We're going to be going live all night, election night, Tuesday night. We're going to be going live all night. Uh, and we're going to be staying live the entire the entirety of, yep. and we're, we, we're not expecting that we will call a winner before the end of the night, but we will be going live and talking about all the different states and which way they fell and giving you the election coverage that you probably won't get everywhere else because we'll be swearing. So come check us out. Come <laughs> hang out with us. We'll have Heath Enright on for part of it. We're going to have uh, Dan and Jordan from Knowledge Fight on for part of it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So come check us out. Uh, it'll be a good time. Uh, election night coverage uh, with us here at Cognitive Dissonance. We're going to be here all night long. It's, and it, one other thing, um, Monday, if, Monday, Tuesday, if you guys vote, I'd love to see you guys Post it and tag us. Yeah. Post your I voted, spam our page, whatever. I just want to see a lot of activity. I want to see people out there. I'd love to see it. I'd love to yeah. see people's fucking Absolutely. I voted yeah. selfies and all that shit. Yeah. Put it up there, man. Put it, put it up there. Put it on our fan page. Put it on our regular page. Put it on Twitter. I just, I, tag us. Put yeah. it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Put it everywhere. Let's create some excitement around this thing. Uh, Gary. Uh, did you have a fun Halloween? <laughs> the spooks aren't stopping. It's a Having a Halloween or special. What? How, is that a dick joke? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Adam and Eve says the best part of staying at home is playing at home. So why don't you take advantage of a little dick or sweet by choosing almost any one item at 50% off. When you do, you'll get free shipping. Delivered discreetly right to your door. Just use the offer code GLORY at checkout. I still want something yeah. sweet. Well, they have, they have the sweet products. Look, I mean, you can get edible massage oils or edible candy pasties that are like strawberry or maybe you want some sort of candy cane waterproof vibrator Ooh. or how about some naughty candy heart butt plugs that say spank me be mine and do me now and you'll just be filled to the brim with sweetness what a candy corn butt plug stuff me with that goodness y uh yeah maybe yeah. did you know that 
Halloweener comes from the pagan festival or of Vajawin? What? Vajawin. Vajawin. and Vajawin. It's a damn dick and a vagina yes. joke. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just trying to... Uh, cheer you up. I know, you want Halloween to last all through next week. Yeah, next week's gonna suck. <laughs> well, if we're gonna get fucked, we might as well get fucked together. Uh, go to adamandeve.com, use offer code GLORY, everybody. Shopping sex toys has never been so sweet. <laughs> See what I did there? That's yeah, good. It's that's a callback to the sweet thing. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty. I'm talented. Professor, you're such, you really are such a putz. You really are. I can't understand your stupid thoughts. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to eat my own finger. Oh, what, that I'm eating my own finger? No, that Bob Denver and Dawn Wells have hung in this long with the sketch. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. So Cecil, I grabbed this story because it reminded me of your citation needed Spite Houses episode. <laughs> Very much. Very much. So this story is from uh, CNN. Uh-huh. Billionaire Bill Gross accused of blaring Gilligan's Island theme song, <laughs> theme song on loop at his neighbor. So, so this, so this is such a dick move. This is such a fucking billionaire fight. Yeah. So here's how this here's how this plays out. A fucking couple of billionaires have beautiful houses with pictures of the ocean, and the one billionaire puts up a great big fucking glass art sculpture installation on their Laguna Beach property, and then. They, in addition to that, they add some lights and they install poles and a protective net above the installation and it blocks the ocean view of the neighbors. The ocean view, the neighbor goes to the, to the city council or whatever and it's like, hey, you, you can't do that. I got to be able to see out my window. You don't have a right to do that. That's right on my property line. And the city cites that, sides with that guy. Like, yeah, it's a dick move. Give him yeah, back his do view that. of the Please ocean. don't do that. Yeah. Rich people get to look at pretty things. <laughs> That's just how it works. Just how it works. And so the neighbor that is like, Cool, cool, cool. All hours of the day and night, pop music, rap music, Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island theme Island. song on a loop. And that's where you had me. That's yeah. that's Manuel Noriega shit oh, right there. Amazing, that's what that isn't is. It? That absolutely is Manuel Noriega. You're exactly right. Playing what were they playing for Manuel Noriega? Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister. That's, Twisted right. sister. Yeah. that's yeah. what they played. I would I would fucking escape from that nightmare too. <laughs> Can you imagine having that? I'd rather go to any jail. Any jail. There's no oh, jail. I would, I would rather go to that D. crazy. Tom's being mean to you, D. Schneider. <laughs> I would rather go to that crazy supermax in Colorado where you go crazy uh, and like smear your own poop on the walls. I would rather be that than listen to fucking Twisted Sister at high volumes all this. day and night. I will say this. When they had their video <laughs> out years and years and years ago, now this dates me. It's it's probably before you were around uh, cognizant, but on MTV they had a video that we're not going to take it. I don't know if you've ever seen this video. Yeah, yeah. Where well, he grabs the, the he grabs the guy and he drags him down the stairs, and there it's the it's the guy from Animal House who he's tormenting throughout this entire video, and he's essentially okay. tormenting him the whole time, and he's screaming at him, and he, and they're shooting him out of a <laughs> cannon, and they're doing you know, it's. <laughs> fucking amazing, dude. I remember watching that video and being like, yeah, we're not going to take it. I remember I loved it when I was a kid. I fucking love that shit. I, I actually uh, don't It's a terrible Twisted fucking Sister, song. Actually. It's a terrible song. I mean, I, I will admit wholeheartedly all that all that stuff is bad, but I remember when I was a kid, I that shit rocked my jam when I was a kid. But, I was, <laughs> but I, it's been a long time since I've been a kid. I also, the Gilligan's Island theme really does push yep. it for me. That would make me, that would make me murderous. Like, I definitely feel like billionaires First off, there's not enough guillotines I think we have made for billionaires. <laughs> but really, genuinely, I would I would build I would build an artsy 
guillotine on my property if he were playing. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> what a fucking spite house moment. Oh, yeah. What an absolute yeah. spite house I'm moment. I'm glad people have this much money, Tom. I'm glad. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad isn't, that, isn't that wonderful that you can spend thousands money. to retaliate? I'm glad you have this much money where you can spend thousands of dollars by your your surround sound system for the outside and play it <laughs> for the neighbor after you have to move your art installation. Gosh, how do these people, I hate all of these people. I hate every one of them. <laughs> Ridiculous. To, to be entirely fair, the neighbor that got punked just got punked twice. Like, yeah. he did like, like, what did that guy do? He's like, oh man, I bought this house. I had a view. You sure, fucked up my view. Sure. I asked you to not fuck up yeah. my view and now you're yeah. just, Fuck me. What a dick. <laughs> Have you ever had a neighbor this bad? Have you ever had a really shitty neighbor? When I was a kid, we had a neighbor that was so bad that my dad wouldn't let us play outside for a couple of years. We Holy couldn't play shit, outside. That's a bad neighbor. Yeah, they used to beat the shit out of us and then we'd call the Holy police. Shit, yeah, well, what? They, had, they had nine kids. What? They had nine kids next oh, door. Oh, I'd beat the shit out of everybody too. It was nine kids and they were, uh, they were in a range of adults to two years old and they uh they would constantly play loud music and have big parties and uh and if we ever went outside those kids would come over and the ones that were older than us would kick the shit out of us they would just punch us and beat us up and stuff and then when you call the police the police never did anything so right, essentially yeah. it was just uh, a harassment campaign. And eventually my dad just said, look, you guys can't go outside. If you go outside, you're going to get your ass kicked and there's no reason to do it. So they, he just never let us really play outside very much uh, for a couple Jesus. of years as a child. So I was, I was locked essentially inside of my house because my neighbors were absolutely awful for a couple. But then the moment we moved from there, uh, I was, my dad, it was the exact opposite. My dad was, I was able to go out and spend the entire day away from home, I was, you know, around eight or nine and I could just leave for the whole day and I would leave in the morning in the summer and not come back until dark and just whatever. They just didn't, they right. knew that I needed that, that level of get out of the house that I never had for, yeah. but they were awful. Neighbors. They were genuinely awful people. That genuinely awful. Horrible. They were awful neighbors. They were genuinely awful. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. I, I've never had neighbors like this. Like I was going to joke, like we were always the bad neighbors. Like I've always, but not in this way. Like I, we, my dad growing up, I just had no interest at all in the neighbors or the neighborhood. And as was, and he didn't, you know, like single day, we didn't decorate the house or, you know, have a barbecue and invite someone over. Like that just wasn't a thing that we did. So I remember not knowing who the fuck my neighbors were at all to the point where I had a job at Burger King when I was a teenager and this, I had worked there for some time and some girl gets hired and I walk up to her and I introduce myself and I say, hi, I'm Tom. And she looks at me like I'm a fucking idiot. And she's like, I'm your neighbor. <laughs> and I said, I made it worse though, Cecil. I looked at her and I said, are you sure? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And I said, well, did you just move in? And she's like, we've lived here longer than you have. Oh, and I was amazing. like, oh shit. That's amazing. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no fucking idea. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And then I was the dick neighbor too. Cause I was like, I was a bored, unsupervised kid. So like on my one side, I had this BB gun and on my, my one neighbor, oh. I realized, I think I probably told you the story. I, I realized that you could shoot aluminum siding with a BB gun. It makes a very satisfying, perfectly round hole. And oh, I'm maybe no. 12 and oh, I've got my no. stupid BB gun and I'm standing on my deck 
and I spell my fucking <gasps> name. Are you kidding me? In, no, but here's how I fixed it. I spell my fucking name in their aluminum siding. And I'm very satisfied with the result. It's, it, I did a nice you job. Did a, you, you did know, a like, hell of a job. Light them all up. You good know, aim, good Tom. shots. Way good to go. shots. Way you know? to go, Tom. You can fault me for a lot of things. I, mean, I got, yeah. I owe a money shot. <laughs> so, anything to do. And then I realized that I spelled my own fucking name in the yeah. aluminum siding of my neighbors. And so then I was like, well, I got to hide that. So then I just obscured it by shooting so much that my name disappeared. <gasps> so now they're, now it's just like a honeycomb. And then oh. I realized, well, I did all that from my own deck, 12 feet in the air. So where else could the shots have come from? <laughs> so then I tried to fix it by going so down I on the- their house. <laughs> I so hired I just, a spider to eat the fly. <laughs> and then I was, it was out, it was out of control after that. Well, what I did is I, I went around their house and just shot their house You're from a bunch such of different an angles. Asshole. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. What and they dick. had to know. You're such they a had dick. to know. But nobody said anything. Then I then on my my other neighbors, when I walk out on my my deck, oh my, God. my other neighbors had a, a, a I could see from my deck they had a pool. And in their pool, oh. they had all these, they had all these inflatable like <laughs> animals. And so I would go out there and I would be like, he's out on safari. He sees a giraffe. <laughs> and, I would, and I would shoot them. <laughs> and it was, Cause it's very satisfying. They deflate very I bet, rapidly. I bet it's and you're like satisfying. 13. Yeah. You can't not do that when oh, you're I 13. Know. I know. Same shit. Nobody ever said anything to us that I'm aware of. Cause I dick. think we were the, we were the neighbors that weren't friendly. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, they knew it was you. They yeah, knew they it was, knew it was us, yeah. but like it was just me and my dad and my oh. brother and my dad's never home and God, he's kind of so a grump so and nobody was ever going to say anything. So we just <laughs> fucked shit up all the time. Oh man. And got away with it. Yeah. Like all the time, Cecil, all the time. I, I would feel bad if you were this billionaire neighbors. This death. <laughs> I would feel bad for this billionaire. I don't normally feel bad for billionaires, but I would feel bad if he was your neighbor. I would feel bad for him. I He'd was, wake up yeah. and his wife is full of BB holes. <laughs> Let me apologize again for uh, my coworkers. Uh, working around here can be uh, very challenging. I think I told you before that I uh, work with a bunch of monkeys. Nice one, guys. I totally understand. I actually work with a bunch of jackasses. <laughs> No, thanks, guys. I don't really feel like drinking at lunch. All right, this story comes from USA Today. Costco drops Chacao coconut milk over oh, no. allegations of forced monkey forced labor. Monkey labor? And I, I I, saw this, Cecil. Do you remember the Simpsons clip? Yeah, with the helper uh, monkey. Yeah, the helper. The helper too. Monkey. He's like, yeah. that helper monkey's going to change my life. <laughs> I can't wait to eat that monkey. <laughs> and then I also love the one where they're stranded on a desert island. And uh, they're like, well, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to get monkey butlers. Uh, how many will there be? Well, one at first, but he'll train others. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the first we're, time they stay, the, that, these, that these animals get their paycheck, that they look at it and they, they expected more, so they just shock the monkey with the paycheck. You know, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> different kind of shock, I guess. You know, so they're upset that there's monkey labor. I don't know how I feel about this because I I I feel I feel like the oppression Olympics is going on a little here because I know there's actual slave labor in the world still too <laughs> and yeah. should I should I be super upset about monkey labor 
or can I care about two things at one time? I don't know how to feel about it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. The thing is that I, I do know a little bit about coconut harvesting, weirdly enough. And it used to be that people did this work and particularly children did this work. And they would scurry up the trees very much like monkeys do in places where, to be blunt, human life is just not worth very much. And people would fall out of coconut trees and then they would die or they would be horribly injured. And now they use trained monkeys to do that. And I'm sure the life for these trained monkeys is horrible. Don't get me wrong. But if that's like one less kid that is otherwise going to scurry up the fucking coconut tree... I'm okay with having the monkey do it. I just am. You know, I we how, use animals for all kinds of labor. Say, every if, time you ride a fucking horse, yeah. every time you ride a horse, that horse does not know that it's having a recreational outing. That's work for the fucking animal. Yeah. I, I was just thinking the same thing. There's a lot of things that we use animals for. You know, the dogs right. that sniff shit. Those right. dogs that are sniffish, they're working. Those dogs are yeah. working. So I don't, I, but I don't know what kind of, you know, the other thing too is it's a I, conditions issue. I don't right? know what conditions they're in. Right. But if if the animal is is if there's a if the animal's getting a living wage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think these animals, I'm okay with 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 animals in general doing human labor. And I'm okay with that because we've always had that in, since the dawn of human civilization. It's and it's okay. As long as the animals are treated well. Just I don't think I don't think we have to stop having monkeys getting our coconuts. That's yeah, okay right, to right. go get my fucking coconut. As long as the fucking monkey gets something too. Like sure. The, the monkeys, dogs that are the yeah. sniffer dogs have good lives. They get, they get treats. Good life they get a lot of treats. Yeah. yeah. And they get, they right. get a lot of pets. So if the monkey got treats and pets, I think everybody I'm would be happy. It. People would be fine with the monkey doing the work because the monkey's right. happy because it's getting treats and pets. And we're getting coconuts, and uh, and there's a great symbiotic relationship <laughs> between everybody. But when it's but when it's it's bad, it's bad that they are in these weird little cages, and they keep them in little cages, and they probably beat the shit out of them or whatever. <laughs> so that's probably I think not also so great. people just feel weird because monkeys are closer. I think you're like probably monkeys right too. feel yeah. kind of human. Yeah, but I also think that's kind of a Western thing. I think we feel that way because we don't live in a place where monkeys are just endemic. When you go to parts of the world where monkeys are just like any other, like a squirrel, where they're just an endemic part of the world, people don't have the same romance around the goddamn monkey. They sure, just don't. Sure. Go to India. They don't have a big fucking monkey love over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe that was a weird. <laughs> that is maybe, a weird. That's a weird that turn a weird of phrase. Thing to say, yeah. Action League. Now, today's episode, Sinkhole of Doom. This is this story comes from Huffington Post. This is so New York. This it's is 100% New York. I gotta read this thing. Yeah, no, yeah. Man plummets into sinkhole as he waits for bus, finds horror below. Okay, I'm gonna start with the preface that yeah. when the worst part of your day is not I fell into a sinkhole. But what you find in the sinkhole. Well, and, and you what, know you must be a New York. What's crazy to me, Tom, is that there was something more horrible than New York below it. I know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. A New York City man was waiting for a bus recently when he fell into a sinkhole that held another horrific surprise for him. A swarm of rats. <laughs> Leonard Shoulders, 33, which is 
suffered a broken arm and broken leg oh. in the 12 to 15 foot plummet Jesus after Christ. the ground gave way on a Bronx subway. His brother, Greg White, told Daily News he couldn't move and the rats were crawling all over him, White said. He didn't scream because he didn't want the rats going <laughs> into his mouth. Oh, Holy God. shit. There were so what many now? rats that he didn't want to scream for help with the rats. <clears throat> I got to say, I got to say, that is a danger even above ground is that a rat will jump in your mouth. <laughs> you <are> so, <laughs> I mean, you learn, you learn if you're jogging in New York to just sort of breathe through your teeth while you're there. That's just so you could filter the rats out from the air, you know, that are flying through the air there. So. <laughs> this guy says the rats down there were ridiculous. They were so big. Jesus this Christ. is a native New Yorker, right? Who's you've got to be fairly used to rats at some point when you live in a big city like that. When you fall into a hole and the rats are like, nom, 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 <laughs> our trap worked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have uh, so Chicago also has its fair share of rats too. And there's rats oh, over yeah. by a, uh, a bush. There's this bush that they have created a whole rats of Nim complex underneath <laughs> over by me in my, in, my, in my parking lot. And so I, one night I was walking home. It was after recording. I start walking and there's, so my parking lot, I pay, I pay so much money to park in this parking lot. I pay, <laughs> I pay as much as most people's car payments throughout the year to park in my parking lot because parking by me is, is atrocious. There's no real place to park along the street. It's all taken up. And then, you know, the only parking lots available, the monthly parking is astronomical. Uh, I still need a car for a couple of things. If I didn't, if I didn't have a couple hobbies that needed a car a lot, I would drop having a car altogether and just yeah. figure out a way to get around Chicago without cars. But I just never, I haven't done that yet. So I still right. need my car for certain things. So I park in this lot and the, the lot is so unkept. It is, it's falling apart. The lot is, there's <laughs> huge, huge potholes <laughs> in there. And it then looks the, like an earthquake hit well, every yeah. day. And then the other problem is, is that there's giant <laughs> weeds that grow up there. <laughs> literally as tall as your car. They're all over the place. It's the craziest. I pay so much money and it's the worst parking lot. And I pull in and there's this giant so clump bad. of safari weeds there. And I start walking up and a rat jumped out and ran to the bush and I shot straight up in the air. I thought something was going to attack me. And it was a giant rat. I, motherfucker. I jumped straight up in the air when I saw the rat. It just startled the shit on me. They startle me all the time because you don't see them. And then you just, it's like the size of a dock jumps out and fuck and then you just it's amazing they're just the worst so fuck those yeah, things god fucking god. rats are the worst I can't even imagine some Indiana Jones worst. shit falling into a pit the of rats worst. yeah <laughs> what alright listen this is all getting a little crazy we cannot accept their conditions if we don't even know what their conditions are do you want to read it uh, no it is thick why don't we just take it I could kiss you on the alright well let's, what so this story comes from the union leader, woman accused of impersonating prosecutor, dropping criminal charges against herself. This story is fucking amazing. This woman has these charges. <laughs> so this woman has these charges, and the charges are not nothing charges. They're drug possession and stalking, right? <laughs> so she, so what she does is she realizes that right now, everything is being e Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Yeah. Guys, you got to go to this story and look at the fucking mugshots <laughs> where she's smirking the whole time. Yeah, she's smirking it's, so it's hard. It's a stalking. It's a stalking charge. <laughs> and she's got this shit-eating grin. Anyway, go ahead, Tom. Well, she realizes, I guess, that the, the prosecution is filing everything electronically. So she goes in and files uh, whatever you file to drop all the charges against yourself in the name of the prosecutor. That's <laughs> <laughs> so great. And so the investigator at some point was like, well, wait a minute. I was, it says, uh, prosecutors became suspicious when they heard from a state forensic examiner who'd been scheduled to perform a competency evaluation. The examiner saw a notice in Landon's court file. The prosecutors had dropped charges. The examiner wanted to know if the examination should go forward. The file purported to contain a Nola Prosecue, whatever that is, dropped the charges filed by Assistant County Attorney uh, Patrice Kasten, but it quickly, quickly became evident to the state that the document, as well as other documents of the file, had been filed fraudulently. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say, fucking kudos. I love it. Be like, you've been arrested. That won't last. I know oh, the prosecutor. Gosh. It's me. That's amazing. <laughs> I love how smug she looks too. I She's know. just smiling, whatever. I do what I want. <laughs> that is the look of somebody who would have gotten away with it too if it yeah. wasn't for those meddling oh, kids. Oh man, as a meddling prosecutor. <laughs> that happens to you sometimes. Please enjoy this clip from our live stream on October 29. You know, it used to be that, you know, the amount of early voting, whether that early voting was in person early or absentee, was relatively small compared to the general turnout. Now we're looking at massive, unprecedented numbers of early yeah. voting, shit we've never yeah. seen before. So you and I were talking before the show, what does that mean for election night in terms of the overall turnout? Will the overall turnout be for 60% of the way there? Will only 40% more people turn up? Will we have essentially the same turnout, just you know, spread out, more dispersed? Or will yeah. we have a massive massive turnout on the third on, on Tuesday the third my feeling very strongly is we're gonna have massive turnout and massive turnout is good for Democrats it's why the Republicans have always fought voter yeah. registration drive they've always fought they Absolutely. don't want big turnout they don't want America to vote if we yeah. get unprecedented turnout we get a blue we get a blue election yeah we yeah. just do well because Trump's base isn't that big I think what I think one of the first things that the Democrats have to do if they can flip the Senate, which it, it's you know, it's it's likely now it's not it's not necessarily in the bag, but it's likely that they can flip the Senate and they will have the House. That's very, very likely that they'll have the House. And so they'll have they, they might have all three branches of government. Right. You know, fingers crossed, whatever you got to do to knock on wood, whatever we do. But the the thing that you, that I would love to see them do as the first agenda item is to make election day a national holiday. Yeah. Start making mail-in voting a national thing that is allowed all across the country. Put in rules that are in place by law for mail-in voting and for uh and for uh absentee ballots. Uh you know, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even hate if they made voting compulsory like they have it down in Australia. I would love to see something like that where they say voting's fucking compulsory. Sorry, we're just going to do this thing where we make sure that everybody has to vote. Um I want to see them, what they need to do is they need to come in and say, okay, we're just going to make it so everybody can vote. Everybody yep. has access to it. We're going to change all the rules to make it so it's so much easier because man, 
All these stories of these people who are fucking spending hours and hours and hours in line trying Crazy. to vote. That's fucking voter suppression, man. It is. The, it people is. give yep. up. People fucking give up. They leave. They're, they can't spend all that time. Think if you were working nine to five and you didn't have an opportunity to take a, yep. a day off or an hour off or whatever, you wouldn't spend, your, you can't spend your time. You just can't get there and spend your time voting like that. So the we need to make it easier. We need to make it a, a, a much more streamlined process, an easier process, and we need to figure out a way to make sure that it's secure. And I think that they need to come in with that mindset to really just try to change how we create, uh, how we how we try to uh, perpetuate this democracy because right now it's really in danger. Yeah, I, I we have, and this is an opportunity. If the Democrats take, if the Democrats do take the House, the Senate, and the White House, I mean, not take the House, they have the House. If they hold the House, which they will, yeah. if they take the yeah. Senate, if they get the White House, they can secure a blue run for 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 generations i mean honestly for for a generation or longer because the country is mostly blue it yeah. has been now for a long time yeah. you know bush v gore gore won he won the popular vote most yeah. people are blue yeah most people if we just do the things that you were talking about to to make it easier for people to vote republicans will never win again they'll yeah. never win they'll just lose yeah. every time the reason they win is because they fucking cheat. Yeah, they cheat. Well, and they don't. They're not. They're not really listening to the will of the people. Yep. Hey, Ian, there's a couple people in here talking about how long they stood out stood out here for vote. Isaac says he stood out for uh, nine hours in line to vote. He said, "Holy fuck, nine what? hours! That's a whole day. That's over a whole day of work. Holy I mean, you know, like, like this so is spoiled. unreal. The level of the level of." Wow. Uh, you know, yeah, Tom said he took him six minutes. Six minutes. Now, six minutes to I, park the car, vote, and get back in the car. I, I Now, when I voted last time, it took me over an hour and a half to wait. But an hour and a half is nothing in comparison to nine, nine hours. Nine hours. Nothing, I, man. I, would you give I, up? Would you give no, up if nine hours? I, I would not give up because it's, it's really important to me, so yeah. I would not give up. But, um, well, let me rephrase that, Cecil. In 2016, when my back was more fucked up, I might not have physically been able to wait for nine yeah. hours. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's a real consideration for people, yeah. too. There's yeah. there's a lot of people, you know, that don't have physically, they just don't have the ability to wait for nine hours. There's people that don't have daycare for, for their kids to be away for nine hours. There's people who yeah. can't miss work. You're absolutely right. It's fucking voter suppression. Nine hours. Yeah. I mean, if 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 my back was still fucked up the way that it was in 16 i i i literally would not have been able to stand for nine hours it would my i couldn't nine hours wouldn't have worked i you couldn't get through been it fucked i could not get fucked. through it yeah no so and, yeah i might have given up Cecil. Yeah. and there's yeah. a lot of like lou zealand here says i never had to wait in chicago not for a minute now i've had to every time i voted i've had to wait so i've had to wait sometimes up you know at, at, before covid it was sometimes up to an hour is about how long i would have to wait but i always voted in a in a rush time i would go to work and on my way to leave the house which i would try to get to the office at 8 30 so i'm getting at the polls at eight o'clock in the morning everybody's there so it's a rush time for me so i i understand i'm gonna have to wait right so that's why i would do it but yeah man it's it's an unreal level of expectation for people to go and to try to vote you know it shouldn't be that hard no it, it shouldn't should not. be something that i have to spend my whole day on and if I do have to spend my whole day on it, I should damn well get paid for it, right? Yeah. It should be a it should be a holiday. 
And, and they could do that real easy. All they need is those three things in place, and they make that shit a fuck. That's now it. That's, it's, it's a, a fucking holiday yeah. now. You know what? Guess I'll trade what? you Columbus Day. Yeah. I don't fucking need Columbus Day. Yeah. You can fucking the, have one to yeah. get one. You can yeah, have fucking exactly. Columbus Day. I'll take fucking Election Day. With the blessing of the Lord, let's start this exorcism. I command that thy putrid spirit leave the holy being of this child of Jesus. I cast thee back to hell. To hell! I cast thee back to hell. To hell! I cast thee back to hell! Why don't you leave me a picture and resume at the door and I'll get back to you, okay? This story comes from lawofficer.com. Lawofficer.com! I have no idea. Tom, I have no gotta, idea. This is a pro-police... It's a pro-police uh, uh, paper. Yeah, it says at the bottom. It says at the bottom. It says Law Officer is the only major law enforcement publication and website owned and operated by law enforcement. Okay, <laughs> all right. And yeah, so you got me on I that just one. want to point out that this is even damning to law enforcement. And so, <laughs> so while you hear this, think of how bad this actually was because they're so used to lying about how bad things are. Right, so, that's true. Yeah, so think about how actually bad this was. Florida deputy performs exorcism on child, instructs another to shoot intruders. <laughs> Jesus. Christopher Doherty was fired from the Orange County Sheriff's Office for an unrelated... This is the part what? that got me. I for know. an unrelated matter. Unrelated? What did he an do? Unrela- what else are you doing? What did you do that was worse than exorcism that. and telling kids to shoot people? A sheriff's deputy in Florida was arrested Sunday after allegedly performing an exorcism on a child and telling another there were demons in his home and to shoot anyone that entered. Just to make sure you heard that right, he's telling kids to shoot people Yeah, while he's performing an exorcism. <laughs> Christopher Doherty, 37, was arrested on child abuse allegations the same day that he was fired from the Orange County Sheriff's Office on an unrelated matter. The same day! Yeah. That's a long day, Cecil. <laughs> You're putting in a good, hard fucking day at work when the worst thing you did Tuesday... Is not the exorcism and the like? That's not your worst part of your day, Cecil. How you know? And I gotta say, you know, I'm laughing about this, but this is actually kind of terrifying. And the reason why is because, for good or for bad, people look at police officers as a authority figure. You know what I mean? As somebody who is, yeah. especially as children, you you know. And I don't know. I can't. I I can't tell you what it's like to grow up as a person of color. And how I would talk to my child about police officers as a person of color. But I know if I were to have children, I would probably say to them, if you're in trouble, you can find a police officer. Now, throughout my life, that's been both true and not true. But it's it's been something that I was taught as a child, right? You could, if you're in trouble, you should go search right. out the police. Um so it's it, that's what's scary about this is that this guy comes in as this authority figure who is a trusted authority who then is now doing heebie-jeebie, wave your hands over exorcism stuff over kids and then scaring them enough to say there's demons in the house and you need to be prepared to shoot people as they come into your house. Think of how traumatic this is for these poor kids. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, this is on the arrest affidavit. A girl wearing body armor and a body armor and a Kevlar helmet was lying in the, on the ground in a shooting position with a rifle. A boy was armed with a taser, and Doherty was in possession of a handgun. 
The children told investigators that Doherty performed an exorcism on the boy before telling the girl that there were demons in the home and directing her to shoot Jesus anyone Christ. who entered. What the fuck? This dude shows up <laughs> and he's fucking dressing these kids like the fucking SWAT team. What the fuck? <laughs> She's in the prone position. Can you imagine if like fucking like the goddamn groceries were getting delivered that day? Yeah, yeah. It's just going to fucking comes shoot by. somebody? Mailman comes by. Yeah, it's a... This is, just, Damon. this is such a fucked up story, but uh, genuinely the most fucked up thing is that he did something else that deserved firing that right. we don't know about. We don't know what right. that one was, but he does have in his mugshot fresh stitches over his head. So that might have something to do with yeah. it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Jesus Christ. When that happens and the cops are like, okay, we got to, uh, we can't, yeah. we can't defend this one. Yeah, this one that, we got to let go. Yeah. All right. He armed a child. <laughs> we'll let that one go. He armed a second child. Fine. The exorcism was above uh, the line though. That Jesus. one we're not doing. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons. When you only can look forward to patron shout outs on OA, time to pledge to Cogdis, Vincent, <laughs> Gunner, Denny's, Dennis, Austin, and people who up their pledges, Tyrannical Doofus. Thank you so much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate all of the funds that come in. You guys pay Ian's salary, you guys pay for Glory Hole Studios. Uh, we are so excited because this week we are going to be doing a uh, full several hour. Uh, live stream where we are going to be in studio together and the patrons are going to buy us dinner that night. And so we want to thank you so much patrons for, uh, for being part of that and for uh, pitching in to all purchase us dinner. And so if you want to be a patron and you want to chip in, now's a great time. You can go to patreon.com slash dissonance pod or go to dissonance And there's a Patreon link. Uh, you can become a patron on a per episode basis, uh, buy us a food and we would really like that. Yeah. Yeah. We like food. We can't afford it if you don't give us exactly. money. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a little bit of email we want to talk about. Uh, we got an image from Aaron. Uh, this is a Trump-Pence sign, which I love. <laughs> it's very funny. We're going to post it on this week's show notes. Uh, I also, when I was up in Michigan, Tom, there was a bunch of flags yeah. that were uh, Trump-Pence flags. And on the bottom, it said, no more bullshit. And I thought to myself, oh, that's awesome. Are you, there's no more cognitive dissonance than thinking there's no more bullshit <laughs> with a Trump. Oh, it was a Trump Pence yes. flag. Oh, I misunderstood. Yeah, I, no. I, somehow, somehow my mind wouldn't even connect yeah, that no. that was. No, that's a positive I, pro, oh. pro Trump Pence. There was several. Yeah, I, I literally, my brain wouldn't even put yeah. those things together. No, Cecil. no there's, there was a pro Trump. It was pro Trump. And I couldn't believe it. I thought if you're pro Trump, how are you like, yeah, we need Trump in office to get rid of all this. He's already in charge. Yeah. If you're tired of the bullshit, yeah, there's been three years of it. Are, does, what are you kidding? It me? doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Who's the bullshit coming oh, from? Gosh. He still acts like he's not in charge. I know he's still the underdog somehow. I don't know how that works. He, yeah. I'm the outsider. Yeah. You're not an outsider. Yeah, motherfucker. You're, the you're the goddamn president. You're the incumbent. <laughs> that's real. You're the only incumbent outsider that's ever lived. I'm so excited. I hope he gets out of there because I just want to stop talking about him. I want to forget he exists. Oh, I know. That's what I, I want to do. I just want to forget he exists and move on with my life. I know. I want to be upset about things that are not yeah, horrifying not and just disgusting. Ugh. I'd rather I at this point I would vote for the fucking face hugger from Alien. Yeah. <laughs> that's like face hugger for Alien, but yeah. 
And like, and I mean, like, I would vote for if it's Trump or Tom gets a face hugger personally. I'd be like, ah, <laughs> I'll take the face hugger. I'll take the face. I'm gonna hugger. take my chances. You know, I'm gonna take my yeah. chances. I think I can clench down. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think I can clench yeah. and keep. I'll wear like a yeah. fucking COVID mask. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Got a message from Matthew, and Matthew says he wanted to give us a shout out today. He voted Democrat for the first time. He was a Christian conservative growing up, lives in Texas, surrounded by right wingers. He says he's been listening to our show along with the puzzle guys for a couple of years, and they we've changed his perspective. And he said, I voted blue because you know, Matthew, you took in evidence and you voted blue based on the evidence. And so congratulations on looking at the world without any kind of other lens on it. And uh, congratulations on uh, on your on voting for the first time. I think that's really great. Yeah, voting worthwhile for the first time. Pardon me, because you just said yeah, you vo voted voting in a way that yeah. is not horrible. You did say you voted. Yeah. You never say you didn't vote before. So I want to I want to caveat that with maybe you voted in the past, but now you voted worthwhile. Yeah, maybe you just did yeah. the worst job. Yeah. Maybe maybe you're, maybe you're actually the yeah. worst. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we don't like you. <laughs> uh, we got a bunch of messages uh, when we talked last week about how uh, certain uh, abnormalities and bone problems with infants sometimes get mistaken for uh, child abuse. And we got a bunch of personal messages and other people talking about uh, their personal experiences. We read all of them. It's crazy. It's crazy that that's a thing that happens. It is crazy and it is horrifying. And we, we got an email from somebody that went through it. And I just want to say, I'm so fucking sorry for the families that get wrongfully accused of these kind of horrific crimes and have to spend so much time and unbelievable amounts of money defending yeah. themselves from things. I mean, they're defending themselves from crimes which did not even happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are not scientifically literate. crazy. That's terrible. That's just terrible. We got a message. Um, this one is uh, about packing the court. Uh, and uh, Tom, uh, you wanted to talk about this one a little bit because you said you read an article that was actually kind of interesting. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, this, this packing the court, there's a lot of people who are saying packing the court is a bad idea. And there's a lot of good reasons why packing the court is a bad idea. And I tend to agree with a lot of those reasons. One of the things, though, that if the um, Democrats have control of the Senate and of the House um, and of the White House, one of the things that they can do, though, is they can actually pass legislation that says the, that the Supreme Court does not get to hear cases about a certain topic. So the um, the Supreme Court gets to hear two different kinds of cases. As cases can rise up to the Supreme Court because there is no other court to handle them, or they can rise up to the Supreme Court as the final um, step in an appellate process. So there's sort of like the the final appellate right, arbiter. Right. Um, and in the in when the Supreme Court and the Constitution, when they when they lay out the um, offices and the powers of the Supreme Court. It specifically says, except, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, that these are the powers of the court, except that which Congress deems them not to have. And it's it's pretty well-established law from what I read that Congress can say, this is a type of case that the Supreme Court does not get to decide, which means that those decisions would stay at state-level appellate courts or at federal-level appellate courts. Now, with all the court packing that Trump has done all over the map, that doesn't necessarily make those decisions safer. But it does yeah. mean that they don't rise up to the Supreme Court, which is definitely not safe. Yeah. 
So, so there's a possibility. It's another option. There's a possibility. There it's are an option. some judges yeah. in the federal appellate courts that were appointed by other people. And so, yeah, although, oh, he, yeah, it's not although yeah. he appointed a fuck ton, man, because they, they, yeah. they yeah. stalled through the entirety of Obama. They stalled. McCall. Yeah. They stalled yep. the entire McCall. time. Yep. There was plenty of appointments yep. that they could have done. And what was hilarious, one time Trump even said he couldn't even appoint judges was what he said about Obama. Yeah. As if as if he wasn't trying to. Yeah. And he was as, as if he wasn't yeah. cock-blocked. Yeah. Horrible. Just off the fucking. It's Mc, uh, the, the Amy Coney Barrett thing. We knew it was going to happen, but it still fucking made me livid when I saw yep. it. I still, I knew it was going to happen. I a hundred percent knew it was going to happen. There's nothing they could do to stop it. And I saw the worst part is, is that I saw all these people just bitching and complaining about how, you know, the Democrats are weak and they could, and I'm like, what the fuck could they have done? They literally don't yeah. have the power to do anything. McConnell runs the fucking Senate and he makes the decisions. They have turned it into the, and there's no, there's nothing they can do to stop it. They literally couldn't do anything to stop it. All the other stuff would have, and it would have been, there's a lot of bad optic stuff that people were suggesting that would have not done anything and might cause people to lose the race. So it's, there's just not any good answers. You know, the real, the real power of the Senate and McConnell has played this out. The real power of the Senate is the cock block power. Yeah. That is the real power of the Senate. Most of what McConnell has done in order to secure power for the Republicans is to cock block. Yeah, just to stall. You know, he yeah. just, he refuses to hear all kinds of legislation passes the house. It dies. It never even makes it to vote. Yeah. He won't even bring shit out to vote. He won't allow, you know, uh, judges to be, um, you know, appointed. Yeah. Or, the, the, the amount of cock blocking that is, that the Senate can do is amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I'll tell you what, it, it's fucking tit for tat now. Well, I, 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 you know, I know that a lot of people are saying, oh, the Democrats don't have any backbone, but I really hope they come in and they do some serious changes. Like we talked about on the stream tonight, I hope they very much yep. change election procedures and make it so that that's, it's more often that, uh, that people have an opportunity to vote. And the more people you give an opportunity to vote, the more Democrats are going to vote, period. And so, you know, you could change some things really drastically based on that. And then, there's a lot of other stuff that you can do that's not super drastic, but really can be a uh, another barrier of their power. Were they to get uh, were they to get uh, in in office again? So you need to make sure that we put in put in yep. place things that limit people's power so that this sort of thing doesn't happen again. This is from Luis, and he says uh, that there's a very interesting story about uh, dominatrixes. Forcing Trump supporters to vote Biden—the <laughs> <laughs> ultimate humiliation for the MAGA set. That's that's so great. That's that's so great. So funny. I love it. Tom, you wanted to mention this one. This one is from Greg. Yeah. So Greg writes, regardless uh, re regarding uh, degrading democracies, that argument's been around since Greece. The Socratic argument was that you wouldn't go into a random bar and take a vote on who to pilot a ship. Why do it for a leader? It goes on, but the gist is democracy is only as strong as the educational systems that enable it. Uh, you degrade education, you get uneducated yeah, voters. Holy shit. I wholeheartedly fucking agree yeah, with man. that. I I have become somewhat disenchanted with democracy yeah, in general. Yeah, man, it's 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 sad. I don't know that there's a better system, but I also am not convinced that there's not. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't I don't have that answer, and I don't want to just fucking randomly speculate, but I, I know that right now letting every idiot fucking have a vote that does not know anything about how the goddamn world works leads to some pretty awful results and rising 
populist leaders across the world are evidence of yeah. that. Got a message about, uh, uh, a bunch of messages about our pseudoscience, our forensic pseudoscience episode. Just so many different ones. Uh, people offering to come on the show, people offering to talk to us about stuff. We just want to say we write them all. Thank you so much for sending in your messages. It was good. We got good feedback on that episode. Um, we're hoping to put together another uh, another uh, deep dive episode soon. If you ever have any suggestions for deep dives, send them to us at dissonance.podcast yeah. at gmail.com. We'd love to look into them. We're thinking about a couple of them. We have a couple ruminating now. We definitely have to record one for a bank in case one of us gets sick with the new surges of COVID. So we're going to try to put something together soon. Uh, but we, we definitely love people's input on them. And we, and they look like they, uh, you know, the, the ones that we release seem to get uh, a lot of people really, uh, a lot of people really like them. Here's an interesting story, Tom. This one is from, uh, this one comes from Canada. Research project gave homeless people $7,500 each. And the results were beautifully surprising. Uh, participants found housing faster, boosted food security, and reduced spending on substances. Study found. So yeah, this was this this was really interesting. The results: like 115 participants, aged between 19 and 64, had been homeless for at least six months. Inter importantly, were not struggling with serious substance abuse or mental health issues. Fifty of those people were chosen at random and given seventy five hundred dollars. The others formed the control group. I guess fuck those guys. Oh. Um, 12 months later, they follow up um, and the results are amazing. Um, they saw people retain over $1,000 for a 12-month span. 52% um, of those people spent their money on food and rent, 15% um, on medication and bills, 16% on clothes uh, and transportation. Um, most of those people had moved into stable housing after an average of just three months compared to those in the control group who took five months to find stable housing. So a little bit of a leg up yeah. to uh, people in a dire straits makes a really big difference. A little bit of stimulus can help people really move forward. And I, I, that's why I really do think the future, it, the future that is brightest has universal basic income as part of what it does. I think that's the brightest future we can possibly have for our, ourselves is to have universal basic income. I think that would change so many different people's lives and the people that already have it good, it might not affect them very much at all, but the people who don't, that would it's such a drastic change from nothing or low. It's such a drastic change. Yeah. And so uh, so I think that that might be the way that we change things. And so really interesting study. So uh, again, want to remind people, come join us Tuesday. To this is Today is Monday. So tomorrow night, we're going to be going live. We're hoping sometime around 6 Central or 7 Central, 7.30 Central, something like that. Uh, we're going to be going live uh, covering the election. So come hang out with us. Uh, you can find us at all the different places, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Facebook. We're going to be broadcasting to all those places. Come check us out. Come hang out with us. Uh, it's going to be a great time. We're going to have a lot of fun, uh, hopefully, um, depending <laughs> on the results. We're either going to have a lot of fun or we're going to, you can watch me cry you know, on air. The thing again. is, we had fun last time. It was, you know, it, it was a terrible night. Could be the worst night in history, but we still had fun. So come <laughs> hang out with us on the worst night, possibly the worst or best night in history. Hey, it's a coin yeah. flip. Come on, hang hey, out with hey. us. Yeah. Yeah. It's not terrifying yeah. at all. All right. So that's going to so ramp it up for this week. Um, and uh, if there's still an America next week, we'll be back then. But we're going <laughs> to leave you like we always do with a skeptic's creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. 
couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death in Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques, and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose Your Signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.